<laughs> Ralph. <laughs> I lost you. <laughs> I know. Okay. All right. This one. This one's gonna stick. I. I, All right. I swear. We gave birthday shout outs to David and my mom and Robert right. Downey Jr. And Robert Downey Jr. Disney was like, we didn't clear that shit. <laughs> oh. Here's a cease and desist order. Yeah, that was not wow. to... I like that kill tip. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Real Talk. I'm your host, Jarrell Williams, and, and I am Soren Dragoyu. All right, Chip, we have arrived. All right. What did you want to cover today? I remember last week we were talking about um, the housing market we wanted to cover and the uh, strength of the uh, military. But um, is there something else you had on mind to kick us off with? So, uh, you know what? Nah, I actually, I was initially going to be like, you know what, we need to maybe talk about whatever happened last week at the Oscars again. Mm -hmm. Address the whole thing. Because I Mm -hmm. do think it's become its own one or two pieces in there. I'm pretty sure it's a Jeopardy category now, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Like a fucking page in history kind of shit. This is one of those, uh, where were you when? (laughs) Yeah. I can remember 9-11. I remember Will Smith slapping his truck. I remember. <laughs> I remember watching the planes. I remember Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. I remember him going That's across a... his face and yelling, <laughs> "Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth." <laughs> can you imagine that? That's what's like the most important for each generation. <laughs> hey, damn. <laughs> I'm not calling y'all soft or nothing, but I'm just kidding. You know, I was in sixth one, grade for 9-11, yeah. but I was a grown man. But Chris Rock gets slapped. Around the world, that's right. <laughs> it's funny because you know damn well that any World War One or two generation is like, y'all a bunch of pussies. You know that, They're right? They're like, you're not but pussies. A slap? Yeah. We were shooting Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> like, you lost how many of that terrorist attack? Yeah. 3,000. We were losing 3,000 a day. Get the fuck out of my face. You're like, damn. That's... I, Jesus. I dug graves for 3,000 people myself. Yeah. <laughs> I knew every one of them. Be like, oh, damn. Okay. Wasn't no stockbroker jumping out the top window. Be like, God, no. all right. You don't have to be so mean about it. It's still a tragic event. Shut up, pussy. All right. <laughs> All right. When you're done being a baby back bitch, let's talk about yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys went to the wrong fucking country. Fuck you. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 didn't, I thought this was America, not <laughs> Island. <laughs> Yikes. I figure we could probably put a pin in that one. I was like, oh, we should okay. be talking about that. And then as like this got closer, I was like, eh, we can we can roll that in at the end if we got some time. All right. I Hold actually down. would be more interested in, in doing a little bit of switch and going towards hearing more. Because I'm just, I'm personally curious about it. And I know other people have got to be too. Um, about like military service, thoughts around the amount of waste, the thoughts around how important it is. Um, whether it's the service or if it's like the actual military itself. And I would love to get your thoughts on kind of how all those come together, at least from your perspective, because you're, you know, got that insider shit that, oh, yeah, for however many years that 
I never will have that. No matter how many books I read, like having a live human being here to tell me about it is totally different. Well, I was wondering if you can kick us off because that's, I think that's a huge part of it. And let me preface with a little bit of context there. Okay. Um, Because we've talked about financial stuff for a while now. Yes. And we talked about like, you know, inflation, all things that are driving it and all the the crazy things that happen in the housing market, which we'll go get to and, you know, we, we, we touched upon at least a little bit a couple times on mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll, that'll have an effect. Oh, but yeah. we've never really gotten, like, healthily into um, how all of that plays into, like, the overall spending or the overall desires of the American people. Because I know that there's a strong desire for, like, universal health care, or at least better than what we have now. Yeah. Um, and... That it keeps coming back to well, fifty percent of the budget goes to just having aircraft carriers around the world and shit, projecting yes. some sort of strength. Always, yeah. And until we're really ready to have a conversation about that, and I don't think America is, um, then I, then the other shit's just pipe dreams, in my opinion. No, you're so. absolutely right. I mean, most of the funding goes to the military, a good chunk, over half. Mm-hmm. And um, as you say, 60%. And um, I think the problem is that ever since, as far back as I can think, World War One for certain, wow. we've been involved in the, for lack of a better term, the policing of the world, the, mm-hmm. the, the hero mentality. And that went from uh, a crutch of us doing it to help and then now fast forward over a hundred years it's expected of us and mm. because it is expected of us and the whole world looks to us for that kind of militant presence we mm-hmm. always have to have our guard up because not only are people looking to you there are also those targeting you for that same effect and on this road to become this this high and mighty defender country, we've made quite a few enemies along the way, be it Russia, Iraq, Iran, you know, the list goes on. Because yeah. at certain points, we've either told someone no um, when they really didn't want it, or we told them no after having dealings with them. We've uh, a bunch of countries, even Afghanistan, we've uh, had some kind of dealings with before prior to us becoming enemies and down the road whether the the deal is over or we break up because we no longer see them as um i don't know fit or they don't pro western they don't fit into yeah our pro western or they don't we don't have any use for their resources anymore let's be honest and... I think I think you touched on a good one there, and I'm just going to interject real quick. Oh, I, yeah. get, I think uh, Iran is a good example of what you're talking about. Like when they were seeming more, when they were like a neutral or at least pro-Western government, and you know they've got pictures from uh, back in like the 60s and 70s oh, of Iranian women. Uh, it honestly, you could except for you know, their some of their ethnicities were pretty clear in the pictures, a few pictures, but. Except for that, you wouldn't really be able to tell if it was a picture from America or a picture from Iran. Mm-hmm. And then 
obviously there was a shift. Now we were backing that person, right? Like, yes, it was kind of a breakup. We were backing that person monetarily and there was a revolution. And part of that was our fault. Um, yes. We still probably want their resources, but at this point, the government is so unfriendly to us, which let's face it, it's mutual. Like I have no problem with the people. I'm sure the people have no problem with us, but oh, the, yeah. our governments. But our governments are, don't get along. Yeah, exactly. At each other's throats. Hell, I could so, probably pick any adult, throw a dart at any country on the map, but I don't have a problem <laughs> with the people. But our governments right. don't get along with each other, which makes the the hatred arise. Yeah. Right, because you need propaganda in order to keep that going. Yes. Because without that, I mean, what are you beefing over? Because you'll end up with the situation where the Russian people are like, why are we killing Ukrainian people? This looks dumb. Yeah. 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 So. Our people. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, technically, we're cousins and brothers and shit. I mean, they're so closely related. Right. But. Back to the the point. Mm -hmm. Um. However the ties end, that ends up with that kind of woman scorn type of effect, but in a, you know, on a national sense. <laughs> yeah. End up hating us. And everyone outside of maybe Russia, maybe if we dig back far enough, we were cooler with Russia, but every other country for certain, we've had some kind of relationship that was beneficial to both parties. And once that was no longer true, we cut them loose and... As you mentioned before, westernization is a big part of it. And if they weren't on board with how we think they should run their country, we, a lot of the times, cut them off. Yeah. And sometimes when it's um, like a symbiotic kind of relationship and you cut them off, they're like, damn, you kind of left us high and dry. We were getting funding and other resources from you in the same relationship that you were getting resources from us. Right. And we sweep that from up under them and a sense of hatred arises. And then down the line, retaliation comes, which not to make any small part of what 9-11 was, because lots of people lost their lives and it was a tragic event. I don't think that was a let's just go and do this thing. I think that was a chain of events that I don't know completely everything that happened. And I go down the rabbit hole way too often as a conspiracist, but. um, (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. (laughs) I just love doing it. But. um, Some of that shit's crazy, but true. Some of it, it has weight to it. Everything has a grain of truth in it. Like certain jokes that hit people, there's a grain of truth in there. Right. Well, it's like a myth. Yeah, uh, it is. yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure someplace like this Atlantis. This story came from yeah. something. <laughs> right. Like, I'm sure something like Atlantis, or maybe there was a dozen Atlantises, some slightly more advanced yeah. countries, and people were like, oh, it's mystical. And then it, like, becomes legend and myth and all this shit, but really it's probably some grain of truth of, like, much more down to earth, but it's just, like, if you follow the strings there, you can follow that all the way to some sort of inherent truth there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I, it's not that I'm like, ooh, I'm, you know, I can't wait to dive into whatever crazy QAnon shit they're talking about now. But I am interested in like, okay, what do you think? Of that? All, do you think? The problem, you just hit that on the nose as well. All conspiracies aren't created equal. Yes. That's and there's certain ones I see and I'm like, the fuck is no? That doesn't even right. Know. Robert, Robert, 
<laughs> JFK Jr. is not coming back to take the Republican Party <laughs> and, and to hold hands with Donald Trump and take the Republican Party. Like, what the fuck? I remember reading some of this shit. I was like, how? How? <laughs> Certain sway. people you think, how, Sway? You ain't got the answers. It's certain people that have conspiracies, and I'm wondering why are they still allowed to be on the streets? Because they're dangerous. If you think this voting. way, I am frightened. They're voting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yes. They're voting. Um. But, yeah, it that that's really my string of thought. I mean, it's a lot of those. Um, we can't stop paying into the military the way we are because that's that's the backbone of our country now i mean for better or worse despite that and as you said financially that that does suck up a lot of money yeah if we're so deep into this there's no backing out of it because if that's we, what we step off the gas i mean who knows what could happen and i mean i could just be a paranoid person but is that a gamble we're willing to take as a nation right are we I think it's what is it? Uh, uh, live long enough to see yourself become a villain. villain. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and granted, we weren't really the heroes of World War II. We like to say that shit, but it was really the Russians. We came but, at the tail end. We punched a guy that was already drunk, <laughs> and we. Yeah. I really think Captain America caught that perfectly. I'm just it did. <laughs> Punch <laughs> Hitler and like rocks. I'm like, that's not how that. That's how America likes to think, but <laughs> not how that went at all. Yeah, <laughs> forgot about the, you know, how many millions of Russians were lost. To create that second front and really destroy uh, one of the great military powers mm-hmm. of the age. True, and I mean, granted, nobody's going to stand against America either way, but. It definitely wasn't, it didn't play out the way that our history books taught us. It doesn't, Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. (laughs) But I think, and, you know, we we should probably read more books and delve into a little bit more history around this, but at some point you have to wonder if we have become a a source of stabilization. Now, I'm not saying that stability is perfect. There's a lot of shittiness and poverty and, exporting uh, our, our culture outwards mm-hmm. um, you know because if, if a if a place is pro-western you know pro-democracy whatever and I'm not saying and god we gotta like deconstruct all this democracy is not that fucking great no. we've seen from the last you know <laughs> couple of elections how easily like <laughs> how easily we can be polarized and propagandized and uh, we're not above that shit yeah, it's yeah, just like we're, we're human, right? That's we're not happen. separate from that. Right. And we, we're a country that a democracy is well and functioning at, in my opinion, a high level with peaceful transitions of power for a long time now, several hundred yes. years. And we were the model of like peaceful transitions of power from one executive to another. And people were like, oh, fuck, maybe it does work. And then, I don't know, they found the kink in our armor, which is that we're all, we're all just human. We're all we're just human. Yeah. Stupid, easily enraged, <laughs> over too much information, overworked, <laughs> just like 
Just got to keep them just smart enough to push the buttons, but dumb enough <laughs> not to not ask questions. To pull yeah. back the curtain. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly it's the, it. I mean, it's the Wizard of Oz effect. They want yeah. us to play around, but they don't want to see what's happening behind the curtain. That's right. Pay no attention. Yeah. Never, never once asking, but why are we doing this? As soon as you ask why, they get upset. And it's when they go, well, because. Yes. So what we I get that at work. I get that at work, too. And I think it probably happens at every work. But no, I think it it's a lot of work, like, but it irritates me. But it, and it takes a fresh set of eyes. But I noticed that, like, and I'm sure there are good reasons why things were set up the way they are. But when someone forgets why or how or gets upset at you for asking the question, like, why do we do it that way? It. It like annoys me because that's a person indoctrinated and not a person that arrived to that conclusion of like, well, here's the way we structured it. Here's the problems we were hoping to solve it. And, but yeah, you brought up a good point. Like maybe it's aged out of its usefulness, which exactly. happens all the time. I've had you, GB. I've had uh, McWaters, uh, Gretzky, um, Norgis. I've had a bunch of like supervisors that would humor my curiosity because, you know, I always got to know why. And I'm not saying right. I'd be a smart-ass or a dick, but I don't want to do anything like a fucking drone. <laughs> and I want right. to know, what am I doing? Why? Can it be fixed? Is there a more efficient way I could be doing it? Is there a more efficient way we could be doing it as a team? And it's it's a bit more frightening that there's not a lot of people. And it, it's kind of sad when people are taken aback when I ask or they're like, yeah. oh, wow, finally, this guy. Look at this guy. And I'm thinking, no one's asked you this before. No, they just do it. Especially in the military. They're like, fuck it, they just do it. Is it that there's no middle ground there? There's like either hyperactive competitive people who go into like profile for profit, not profit. But... <laughs> he just had a stroke dude, on air. Yeah, dude, if I have a stroke, I need to. <laughs> so for profit areas where um, either they are just like, they're, they're just grinding, right? They're like, oh, I'm going to fucking make everything better and make a ton of money in the process. Or there's oftentimes a lot of people that would rather sit on their laurels, occasionally occasionally innovate when it becomes painful not to. Because I think that's it. That, I think pain drives that. And this will yes. go back into our uh, military conversation in a second. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, that's my theory right there in, in terms of like, well, you've got one or the other. You rarely, in my opinion, in my experience, see people in the middle ground that are like part innovators and then we'll wait to see what that innovation does like either we are polarized which is what work is in other words if you have capacity to innovate um and you're at a like not for profit or something like that and you're just not and i'm not calling them lazy i don't want that to be the takeaway <laughs> um there's fucking laziness everywhere yeah uh but if you're if you're at a, a certain spot and if you have capacity to do more work, they'll throw more work at you. Um, and that's the whole 80-20 rule, right? 20% of the people do 80%. Oh, no, more. That's, that's absolutely true. Right. <laughs> so if you're one of those 20%, they're going to throw more work at you. Yes. And so you no longer have that capacity to just, like, sit down, reflect, revise a process. Maybe, but it's, it's pulling money. From, it's pulling time from something else, family, hobbies, you know, just more work. And now you're because working you don't... how many ever hours all of that because it gets to a certain point and you're absolutely right i've been on the 20 percent the whole time and i don't want to give extra hours when mm-hmm. i could you know i want to i want to live my life i don't want to yeah. you know 
due to junk of work that you've given me along with, damn, how do I research how to be more efficient? You don't want to give all of that. You just want to get the work done and get home. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with it, but it is a deterrent for those of us that are part of the 20%. And I mean, you're not going to get it from the other 80 because they're just, if they decide to work, they're just going to do it (laughs) without any thought. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy, I find it similar to do. Like, well, I don't, I don't function that. Yeah, um, I just don't. But go ahead. So going back to the military process, um, or not necessarily the military process, but once we get to a certain point, where we stay from work, right? And fighting with military, the fear of nuclear holocaust. Um, do you then take a step back? Is can we even? And this is the point where like. Are we turning ourselves into the villain? Have we always been? It's possible. We had such success with like the recon- uh, the reconstruction and reconstitution of Japan and Germany. I swear to God, we got arrogant. Yes. Like we saw, <laughs> yes. yeah, we saw what happens when you just leave a country fucking destitute like Germany and like what happens then. Um, 30 years later, you get Adolf. You know, yeah, you get yeah. Adolf. Yeah. Who knows? Someone else. But um, something was going to come out of that. But that's what right. I was saying. It's the chain reaction. No one sees down the road the effects of the actions today. Right. And I always, even though it didn't happen, even though it could always happen, the rebound of Japan was extraordinary. Because they fast-paced themselves instead of focusing on vengeance that they were going to out-succeed us. And they became absolutely technologically advanced, which is quite Mm -hmm. remarkable. Well, that and they embraced a lot of the the Western stuff. They did. Um, America specifically. Also, we weren't complete dicks to them. Not saying that it was perfect or anything like that, but I'm like minus the two, you know, a bombs. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> we're we're the only people that have done that. <laughs> I mean, post war time, but you're a hundred percent right. And I'm just thinking, I hope in uh, many generations as there can be of humanity, those are the only two times that weapons of that magnitude are yeah. used. And that frightens me that it's not just us with those balls anymore. And I also think it's kind of, and now I understand why countries like Iran and even North Korea, even though I barely pay attention to him, tell us because we go and tell them like, hey, you, uh, you need to stop creating nukes. Oh, in China as well. Yeah. And they like, how can you tell somebody to put their guns down when you have a gun? Yeah. Just the feast of purpose. I'm not going to unarm myself, and then then what? What if you feel like you know just blowing us out of oblivion? We don't have anything to stalemate this shit. That's why I and think, I, and we added the stability. Uh, sorry, were you done? I didn't want to interrupt. Oh no, 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 no. Because okay. I was, you were huh. going into what I'm about to say. Because I was going to say the only real stability is everybody gets rid of their nukes. But I think you were going to say something else. So that's why I think this is such a unprecedented and weird thing. I remember a lot of people when um, when Trump first came on, mm-hmm. they were shocked by his tactics and the way that he was approaching things. Like, 
He wouldn't go give speeches and shit like that. He would give rallies. Yeah. And this is like, what the fuck? <laughs> this tweet and put it in the Congress. <laughs> the Library of Congress. And, um, and, and you know, going on, this is a complete of what you know, has been happening. And I think Putin has done that a little bit, too. He's uh, put a sense of upheaval in the natural order of things. He went to Ukraine. He's like, listen, I'll guarantee your fucking borders, but you're going to give us your nuclear weapon. Yeah. And when he took over <coughs> Crimea or whatever, which is horse shit, but it's fucking fine. Um, somehow, somehow the world gave that a pass. I don't really understand why. But now him like invading a sovereign nation and going all the way to the capital in a conventional war and failing miserably, apparently. <laughs> um, I haven't kept up on it, but I see headlines every now and then. Done well for him. No. Has now put every other country... Every other country's got to be looking at this and being like, all right, if you don't have nukes, or if you have nukes and give them up, you are at the whims of a superpower. Absolutely. There's no fucking way. He would never do that shit with Pakistan. No. Pakistan would light him up. He can't do that with Pakistan, Iran, any of those. He can't go to China and play that shit. I mean, it, it, he, he can't play the game with somebody with the same weapons as him. Yeah. He only wants to punch down. And everyone knows that. And he wants to play that, oh, you know, I'll use the nukes. And I don't want to call this bluff. Obviously, I don't want him to do it. But I think he's saying right. that. I think he's just saying it. Just to put America and the other countries that uh, might think, hey, man, we need to step in to stop this fight, this war. And part of me thinks it's bluffing, but I, I understand why people don't want to call that bluff. Because <laughs> I wholeheartedly think he's a fucking lunatic. Yes, that's the thing. Without a doubt, he is a certifiable Bond villain. And... We end up at this this point in the conversation all the time because it becomes a arguable stalemate. There's nothing yes. you can do outside of that man. If we're lucky, he gets a fucking heart attack and he kills over. And you just hope the next bastard isn't worse. <laughs> That's our only real out. Somebody has to poison him or some act of God goes, and he goes to yeah. the little Kremlin above. Uh. That's a that, thing, though. Like, and then what? Military coup, upheaval. I don't control know. The nukes. Like, that's the part that scares me. Again, a non-peaceful transfer of power in Russia scares me. I don't know. I don't have a passive solution to the right. problem that we're in. There is no. I guess what you just said, a peaceful transition of power. I de I definitely don't see that in Russia and uh, their, their culture is so, you know, ultra masculine where you just mm -hmm. have to be the top dog all the time and have to show your supremacy. If somebody level-headed came, they'd probably kill him, but that'd be our <laughs> only best option. They'd get him <laughs> out of there for being soft. But Yeah, there, I mean, there's there's definitely been a couple – uh, Gorbachev and Yeltsin have 
you know, been at the head there. Oh, when yeah. A peaceful transition happened. But I think you're right. Like, I don't know how, I don't really know how they fared or if they're treated as heroes or, yeah, I guess it depends who you ask, or as like the, the people who broke up the empire and destroyed what was great about Russia. Who knows? True. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we had a president that like gave away Hawaii and last time, <laughs> maybe some people would love that and some people wouldn't. Who knows? Yeah. But I think it goes back to the question about military power and if us being the stabilizing force in the world is inherently a good thing. I, I would argue yes, but I'm American, so that's fucking bias. We're saying like, yes from our own protection. Right. <laughs> like, I'm sure some uh, innocent wedding party over in, like, Iraq <laughs> who just got droned by yeah. three missiles has probably got a different opinion of that. Yeah, I'm um, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think but... we're a necessary evil. Ooh. I think we have to be here to a capacity, and it's easier for me to say from, you know, the American perspective, but we are the big dog that dabbles in the gray area. We already know we're not completely good, but we're not sinister. And we do things that are questionable because we'll help you for your resources or for, (laughs) you know, something in return. It's not a, a free ride. Right. Nobody gets in line and eats for free. But we are those that are called upon when shit hits the fan and we are effective and we are also a deterrent to true evil. So I think we're necessary. And because of that, as I mentioned, uh, we I don't know if we get to a stabilized point. Because there's always going to be a, a detractor, somebody that tests the water, somebody that wants to prove that, you know, America isn't this uh, undefeatable force. Right. They want to show that they can be the next one up or they can be a superpower, rather it be fi- either by force, show of force, either financially or, uh, hell, even if they got to hack us to death. They right. show some way that they can attack us and bring us down from whichever facet possible. And that's a never ending. You got to keep your guard up. The problem with being the king is everyone aims for the crown. Yeah. And that's a never ending battle. It's exhausting yeah. if you really think about it. Yeah. And it's poisonous because it will make us always have to be the aggressors. And that's it's really no fun if I talk about it to be to be completely <laughs> candid. I mean, who wants to live like that? But we are who we are, and this is what we're gonna be. And I hope one day there's actual world peace. But as long as there are weapons to the magnitude of nukes, people are always gonna be on edge watching, watching the countries that hold the trump cards. So then, are we able? scale back or will China or some other on military spending, military power projection, things of that nature we can't unless someone else does Mm because we're we're a complete show of force we can't scale back long as Russia Iran, China and whoever the hell else has 
weapons of mass destruction, real ones, not the fake shit we look for. No, no, I mean, okay, interesting. So, I ran. You mentioned Iran. What do you think Iran is doing in terms of um, what? Why they still require sanctioning and policing? I think they want to be in the conversation and they want to be a major country, and I could be wrong, but they also have this need to defend themselves because, as you mentioned earlier, and we just prior discussed, um, we had a relationship with them and they were done wrong and they don't want to be on the wrong end again. I... And I'm pretty sure there's more to it than that, mm-hmm. but there's a reason they're they're doing that, and they're not going to be ignored, and they won't be underrated again. I feel like the sanctions have done such an excellent job of basically decimating that economy that I don't think they're part of the conversation. They haven't been for a while. No, they're um, not. I think they want yeah. to be. I think they want to be. I think they're, they're also overcome those sanctions and it's hard for them to do because to to get to where they want to be with the sanctions still attached, it's damn hard if yeah. possible. But they're still trying for relevance sake. I think that the bigger actors, Russia, China, can't really say Brazil, but like some of the bigger, uh, I wouldn't say they the union, the European Union, unless something changes. I think like, Russia and China, because of who they are and where they want to be, Brazil has its own, you know, like cocaine and shit. So they got a whole <laughs> different kind of economy going on. And the European Union is just trying to battle for financial and economic supremacy. Uh, yeah, but they're also being completely led by Germany. And oh, absolutely. I guess that's I mean, it. Like Germany is always you. Germany's always German. <laughs> can't be, can't, be, can't World give a good man down. Have proven that. <laughs> oh, that's why the Rome never fucking conquered that area. They're like, this sucks. Hate fighting yeah. these people. Back when it was why are they so competent? Yeah. <laughs> why are you so fucking good? <laughs> we we organized. <laughs> If they only would have known how good they built vehicles as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I I still feel like if we pull back, we open up the opportunity to step up and become that political power. So we would lose the ability to to usher in our culture and you know open up areas, put them into like it or not some sort of economic bondage, which is kind of our thing. As people, not necessarily right now, but right now I feel like new countries open up. Um, China does a lot of stuff with, uh, I think they fund ports at the moment and infrastructure. They put out loans in order for a country, a developing nation, um, start building its infrastructure and things of that nature, whatever that means. And let's face it, they're after resources. And then they'll put these weird liens, which they've never enacted upon. So I guess there's that. They put these liens on like ports and stuff like that. They're like, okay, we'll give you all this money to build all this infrastructure and this port. And if you can't pay back your loans, we own the fucking port. (laughs) And 
in countries like if we're dirt fucking poor, what are we gonna do? Just farm mud for the next thirty years or take a chance at this? And I might be being a little a little shitty there, but eh, it's not terribly incorrect. No, they don't have that this, wrong. <laughs> and it's not their fault. I guess yeah. that's the part that I want to clear up. Like a lot of the reason why I was talking about Africa. A lot of the reason that's poor is because basically a lot of colonial powers have been having problems since they absolutely shit here. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like diamonds and oil and all sorts of shit. Diamonds, wow. oil, gold, all kinds yeah. of minerals. Yeah. Well, who owns it? Nobody. Bunch of tribes. Well, we know what to do. Yep. Here we go again. <laughs> hey, tribe, do you have a flag? <laughs> That's no, exactly how it goes. I claim this land for... Dutch. <laughs> like you, you can't do that. Yes. Yeah, we, we can. live here. Yeah. No, we live here. No, we Not live for long. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you will be working the mine. They like anyone that talks back, put them to work or genocide. Yeah. So when you've been going through that for, you know, a century or four, you <laughs> eventually are like, okay, we got to take a chance. And you accept that, and if it's a chance to like increase the entire, I don't know, the value and everything else of your entire nation, your people, yourself. So let's face it, a lot of those people are despots um, that are signing off on some of those loans. Um, and if they can get away with it, they they absolutely will. And I, I don't blame them. Not not a not at all. Blame. I mean, yeah, nobody take, that we, needs loans wants loans. <laughs> I mean, we take. Uh, it's it's more convoluted and complicated, but we basically take well, I'm about to say handouts. Handouts is the wrong thing from China. We we take advantage of their super duper cheap labor and manufacturing. Of course. That's not exactly taking a loan. They also buy our money, so they, they are giving us loans as well. Yes. <laughs> so it's not a completely foreign concept. And yes, China's technically never, you know, called in the loans, been like, Hey, I want all the money. But also, they own a shit ton of our fucking debt. Oh, absolutely. So after a while, it makes people uneasy. Because you're like, now you have this. Because now not only, and that's why China's brilliant. Not only are they like mutually assured destruction from a military standpoint. They're like, uh, we can turn off the labor and production spigot as well. And that's mutually assured like economic destruction. Are you they need our money. Of us yeah. with brains doesn't want a war with China. Right. But China's still insidious. They've been gobbling up more and more. They're going to oh. go after Taiwan eventually. They're going to go after like certain areas. They... Oh, I'm sure that's that's yeah. bound to happen. They're watching the Russian situation right now. Mm-hmm. Well, they're watching so carefully, aren't yep. they? <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, uh-huh, maybe uh-huh. we can do that. Yeah. Like, okay, so that's how the sanctions would happen. That's how they'd roll out. Okay, we, we can prepare nations? for that. Okay. Yeah, we're the okay. weak nations. Okay. Switzerland will turn. Really, there's a surprise. <laughs> They're just taking notes there. That shocked everyone. <laughs> I think aliens right? were like, what the fuck? <laughs> they were like, that country accepted Nazi money. <laughs> Dude, I kind of think Switzerland is run by aliens at this point. They're just like, oh, yeah, I guess that's pretty bad. Our human co- consultants have told us <laughs> that we should probably do this. That's why they're neutral. Like, we don't care shit. You guys can just burn in hell. You take all your gold. It's fine. We need it for our spaceships or fucking whatever. 
gold pulled out of people's teeth. I don't give a shit. Just hand it over. Like, we money. don't give a fuck. Yeah. Here's some dollar bucks. Some worthless fucking paper. Good luck. We will spend <laughs> it. We will yeah. melt it down to encase right. souls. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Gino over there. So. I don't know. That's where. That's how I feel about like Switzerland just being weird and China watching so closely, and even the surprise of Switzerland has got to have caught them off guard a little bit. That's what I think. I think that they're just like, oh, oh, interesting. No one will ever tell the you they saw go. that yeah. coming with Switzerland. Yeah. So I think they're watching carefully. I think they're gonna gobble up real slow. They're not gonna go conventional a war. And attack a, a, a sovereign nation. No, no, no. Unless it is maybe Taiwan. Um, if it is, they might do the Russia thing again, which is unfortunately brilliant. Like, take five years to, to sow seeds of doubt, put Chinese, you know, provocateurs in there, have them revolt, say, like, hey, we want to join Japan. And then China comes in as a savior. That's like the playbook. Russia's run that. Three I times. mean, yeah, look, Russia, when Obama was there, they just stuck their toe in the water. And what was, what was that, 2014? That was Crimea. When was the Georgia? Oh, man. I know. Thank you. When you got to look up crazy Russian antics. Yeah. <laughs> That'll blow your computer up. It'll be like, you know, typing in Florida, man. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they, they, they tested the waters a few times. And then they went for it. Yeah, 2008. It, 2008, there we go. It took time. Yeah, right at the end. Of, oh, that was brilliant, too. That's smart. He did it right at the end of, like, Bush's term. And they do it every time we have a transition. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuckers. Yeah, it's well planned. I hate them. And it's some evil shit. But they do yeah. it when we off tilt. Because it's nothing worse than being a new president having to deal with that shit. And the outgoing president is like, I don't fucking want this. I'm about to go. Fuck that guy. I don't know how to tell you. Fuck that guy. That's and, it. and I'm sure the, the, you know, the transition from Trump to Biden was not a particularly wonderful one. No. So, so going back to the, the central thesis of all this, is mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering if, if we pull back, we start getting like China and other countries like them. Especially China, I think. Especially China. Yeah. Growing its military and filling in that power void. Like, I don't think it becomes a peaceful. And this is me becoming slowly more cynical. I can't tell if we're heading towards another world war or if we maybe have left that shit behind us. Part of me really. But all of us who are sane want that second thing. (laughs) (laughs) But in reality, I can't help but wonder if, in fact, that's not the case at all. And we're just in the pit of my brutish. stomach. Yeah. I am very much afraid of that. I'm just afraid that we're brutish, stupid, short sighted, idiotic, cruel fucking creatures once you strip away everything of us. No, we absolutely we're are. capable of some good, sure. But I feel like the majority I feel like it's really evil to perform massive. I'm starting to think evil. Our default is war for whatever reason to whatever lengths, or rather it be, you know, two groups, the sharks and the jets fighting in an alley or, you know, nuclear holocaust. I think at some point 
We just default to war because there's no reason right now we shouldn't be at peace. I agree. The last time, I mean, it was absolutely needed was probably World War II. And everything after that has just been a culmination of people trying to fuck other people over and people retaliating. And this this should just be the most peaceful time possible. There, I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck, people? God damn it. If this dude didn't do the Ukraine thing, we were, we were chilling. I ain't saying the world was at absolute peace. There's right. still genocide and, and slavery and all kinds of other shit. We don't get to see because you can't cover everything. Every Whatever the fuck is happening in China with the, the Muslim population over there. Exactly. There's always some evil. But to this grand scale that Russia is starting shit and probably could tilt off World War II, we haven't had that in a while. And we, we don't want that. And I'm yeah. thinking there's no need for that. And he's taking advantage of the fact that nobody wants this. That's, what, wants that's this. his strength. That's his strength right now. That's his only backing of sure footing. Because no one wants to go to war. No it's one like, wins a war. It's like playing chicken. You're ambivalent, and the person on the other side is like terrified. Yep. <laughs> oh, uh, lives would be lost. God damn oh, it, pussy. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I don't want to get into some sort of with the nuclear the, fucking power. No new to do this, man. And we're just calling him like, "Yo, man, Vladdy, man, be cool." Though. Yeah. He like make me, nah, man, don't do that shit. Yeah, you know, either he picks up that phone and just says the craziest shit possible, or he just doesn't pick up that phone. He just lets it ring, and you just keep leaving yep. messages. Vladdy, I know you bought a phone. Come on, though. Yeah, man. quit playing. Yo, man. Yeah, I can see that you're reading my text. Yo, I've been left red <laughs> four fucking times. Pick this shit up. <laughs> I ain't Wait, fucking with you, man. It. I ain't playing with you no more. <laughs> <laughs> then you realize you're the crazy person now. <laughs> you're like, God damn it, I'm so Look embarrassed. What you do to me? Look what you made me do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yelling at a kid's party now. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want to do that. It's not a good look. <laughs> Because if we go off the hinges, he's like, I always told y'all, America, look at them. Look at them. Yeah. They're crazy. Art. Making a shit in the middle of the room. Nah. <laughs> ah. Throwing the shit in the middle of other countries. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, yeah. Um, I don't know, Chip. I know what I don't want to happen. I don't know how to fix it. I got no answers. I got no answer either. But that is pretty smart people, but there's no way to um really there's no easy solution. I and it and it goes back to the conversation that kicked us all off. Like what happens if we pull back out of military? If you know delved into well, we see that one superpower starts grabbing for shit. Do we fuck with that? If we were if we were a weaker superpower at this point, would there be a legitimate risk of you know something happening? Everybody's turning to us right now. And we're like, fuck you, we're not gonna go into the Like, why the fuck? Come on, America. No, 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 not come on, America. No, no, no. You do something, bitch. Point the UK. You step up. Maybe it's your turn. You need to do better, Senator. You need to step up. (laughs) 
I'm gonna make a call. I'm fucking tired of Canada doing nothing. Maybe do something for once in your life. <laughs> Get off my back. Shit. Been doing this for too long, man. I'm tired, man. Damn. <laughs> the uh so a lot of the people that are asking for, you know, um universal health care better safety nets, uh, UBI, the universal basic income. Oh, yeah. Are, in a, in my opinion, and this is just dumbass or an opinion, <laughs> in a fucking delusion thinking that we can have that and the military. You because can't have both. Whether we, whether we like it or not, I believe the military and people that are allied with us and, you know, pro-West and all that shit become and stay the richest nations in the world. Absolutely. Like, I think if you were to drop our military funding and we start losing influence and stuff like that, we would no longer have all the beneficial. Basically, we got all the benefits. The board is tilted towards America right now. Even we don't have a hard days, time. We're well protected. Right. right. It's American privilege, and I, I, I get it. Think how privileged I... we are that we're complaining about that. We have first world problems. Yes, that's that's precisely it. And yeah. we're not happy about it, but at the end of the day, the military's needed for that to go on. Kind of, yeah. And the only reason that a lot of those countries can do what they do and keep their socialism and shit like that is because they're not the stabilizing force in the world. Yes. You could argue, and I'd be open to the argument of like, well, what if we all just combine? Could we work as one cohesive unit and this is being the evolution of humanity in a way that we've not really done before. And uh, so like the, the European Union, I don't know, African nations, South American nations. NATO and all of that. Yeah, all of that. We work together as one like conglomerate. Yeah, to become too many chiefs and not enough Indians. That's a good point, too. Yeah, that's we, it, we, it, Yeah, we'll all be chiefs and then be like, no, I'm pulling mine. It'll be like the UK Brexit thing. That's they just, it, like, yeah. do the dumbest thing possible financially. And people are like... <laughs> <laughs> I get you anything that you want. I don't any money from this. So, exactly. I don't know. Again, I, I democracy like is failing. I, how people are. I've seen it too much. Uh, everybody wants to be at the top. Nobody wants to listen. Yeah. That's the only problem. If we could genuinely collaborate, I mean, be on equal, your idea is the best. We could call that shit Pangea if you want. I would love <laughs> the fuck out of it. The fucking but, Pangea operation. I love it. That's awesome. But we know how it gets. And I mean, even it's even more frightening because one of two things happen. Either America comes in and we're like, hey, man, we're going to Superman this shit. We're the leader of the Justice League. Yeah. Or we step back and it becomes uh, the godfather power vacuum and it's five fucking families killing each other so they can take the place of the Carleone. Yeah. Ah. Neither scenario really goes because if we go, hey, we running this shit, somebody's behind, they're like, well, fuck America. Why they got to run this shit? Who made right. them the boss? That's exactly how that goes. It's always that. Yeah. 
that skinny asshole that probably shouldn't be leading shit that has that All opinion. The time. That's right. <laughs> Russia. Yep. <laughs> Fuck you God made them like, why, why do they have to run shit? Because no one trusts you. <laughs> well, maybe if I nuked them, they could trust me. Exactly. Yeah, that's See, right. that's why no one trusts you. Yeah. <laughs> you no say like shit you, like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a little dude, like a dirty dude. Yeah, that's it. Like, no. <laughs> no nukes. Ah, you pussy. Ah, you of pussies. So, um, to bring it more domestically, we have a uh, a housing and rental crisis that I want to address. Uh-huh. And from my own perspective, are you ready to cover this chip or? Let me go get some oh. drink. <laughs> no, it's got you. I'm going to hop inside real quick. But, um, I am. Let me see if I got Oh, oh cool. Sorry, my dog just barking because I told her to do it. So, oh, God. um, I think that, oh, what's her name? AOC, uh, I already forgot her fucking name. That's cool. Yeah, the, we the know Congress, who she is. Yeah, the, the Congresswoman who, uh, is kind of, has some good points, has some shitty points every now and then, but I think she hit the nail on the head when she started, uh, remembering this once, I wish I could pull it up in my memory bank, but I can't. Um, (laughs) She was talking about this in front of Congress or some committee. Um, I saw a video of it maybe two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, and she was talking about specifically BlackRock uh, purchasing homes and purchasing mm. like lots and homes and things of that nature uh and when you have a massive like however many billion dollar hedge funds buying up homes for above their asking price you're basically going to uh, push out anybody that is unable to compete with that which is everybody which is like, yes everyone who isn't a massive billion dollar fund mm-hmm. so hedge fund or whatever so, and we talked about this a little bit before when we were saying that, um, uh, and I guess it depends on the area. I'll get to that in a second. But there, there's the building components, and I'm not talking about the wood because that, that started to equalize a little bit. But I'm talking about like the fact that people were not building a lot during the pandemic. True. So, um, and yet demand actually went up. We were not able to keep up with, um, even during mm-hmm. the pandemic, we like we shut that shit down. And only recently we started to ramp back up. Now, a lot of those units are single family homes. We're not really doing anything to address that. So I feel like I'm bouncing all over the place. Let me try to keep one coherent thread. Um, so let's talk about the, the, the plots and the houses by these large hedge funds and what's going to happen. Oftentimes, uh-huh. they'll purchase above asking price. So, I don't know, if I want to sell my house, I list it, and I'll get whatever, 20, 30, 40, 50, and there could be more depending on the house. Uh, $50,000 above asking price, they'll be like, we'll pay cash. You're like, oh, shit, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> sold. 
better than negotiating with like some other dude who's like, can you lower it by like three thousand? You know what, Get dude? The fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm, I'm sorry. You look like a nice guy. Your family's cool. Uh, that slick navy suited motherfucker over there with a big bag of cash is there you go come, yeah he's next in line and i, I need to get to him i think he looks like <laughs> he's got something important to say <laughs> just stiff armed at three thousand. Yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like someone i need to talk to right now and you do not so uh, <laughs> and i get it it's not even it's not even like greed or anything it's like i'm gonna make the best decision for my family and of course like, yeah. want fifty thousand dollars extra be like, yeah Gimme, give gimme, give gimme. Give yeah, so <laughs> a lot of them are getting bought up. We have another problem where we're doing we're, uh, a lot of the building that's currently happening, and, and this is just basically reiterating what I just said. So there's that component, and that's an, an important component, and we will circle back to that because I think it is one of the main drivers of what's going on. But in order to understand what the heck's going on with that and why that's so cancerous to what's going on, we now have to delve into other areas and re-explain. Mm. And the other areas are the fact that our housing, um, the amount that we were building over the last three years, I think, has just been not enough to keep up with the, with uh, demand. Mm-hmm. And when we do build, a lot of the areas are single-family homes. Now, this is relatively recent to me. Like I, I was like, oh, what's, what's the big deal about that? Well, the demand for housing and... The amount of resources that goes to support single housing, single family housing. So, like, basically, by single family housing, all I'm referring to is like not duplex, not apartments, not multi tiered. It's just one fucking house. That's it. You got yeah. a house, a lot of land, and you got like electrical and water. Basically, probably a lot. Uh, yeah. Bushes and shit. Whatever. <laughs> all that goes into is just a family unit. And the amount of resources that it takes to support many of those is significantly more than it takes to support a multi-housing unit. That kind of goes without saying, but I just wanted to make sure that's out there. Um, oh, no, everything good. from to the liars to like the city infrastructure, what it does from a a civil planning standpoint. So, and you and I come from an area that's got. Uh, a high uh, metro density area and then like a sprawled out greater metro area, right? Basically the suburbs. And you, I mean, sometimes it it boggles my fucking mind when I go back to Detroit and go back to that area. I'll be like, oh, right, they're they're 45 fucking miles away. And, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's like eight towns over, but it's all connected, right? It's all like, oh, I just take fucking Woodward for 30 Think minutes or whatever. how many cities we pass through going up Woodward. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can go through a lot by the time it ends. Because you can go from the beginning of Woodward, which is the heart of the city, downtown Detroit. Once you pass 8 Mile, you, from 8 Mile into, shit, Birmingham, you got to pass a dozen cities at least. <laughs> I don't think you, at I think Clawson doesn't make it to Woodward, but it makes it close. But you're right. You are passing. Oh, it's a close. Bunch of yeah. Cities. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're like a block from God knows how many cities: Berkeley, Royal Oak, Ferndale, Clawson, Birmingham, mm-hmm. and then you can just yep. keep going, right? Yep. And um, so you you've got all that, and there's this huge urban sprawl, and the take to get people there, uh, the to maintain roads for all of that instead of having. We talked, and you and I talked before about like why the. 
more yep. like that three mile fucking light rail. Yep, you're breaking up. <laughs> Hold on, you're breaking up. People moving right now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Not just the people mover that that okay. M1 fuck bag shit. The thing that stretches from the boulevard down. Wait, hold on. You're going in and out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now you're good. Okay. All right. Shit. Did that get completed? Yeah. Was that what I was asking? That was the completion. That three mile piece of shit. When when did it get done? I just haven't been paying attention. Uh, oh, uh, 2015 or 16. It was done right before I left to join the military. Oh, yeah. Damn, that was a while ago. Because I kept thinking they were going to extend it, and mom was like, no, nah, that's it. I went, no, nah, they got it. They got it at least extended to eight miles, she said you would think. And I went, <laughs> oh. Oh. She went, you're thinking logically. I went, oh, my bad. <laughs> because it's just from the boulevard in the downtown and for anybody that's been there that might be three miles you can walk that distance not not ideally from the boulevard but you can right. walk that distance nobody should walk from the boulevard but anyway I remember, I remember when they were talking about that I was like if that goes out to the suburbs and you bring suburb people in to go watch dames and you know enjoy that be brilliant in midtown detroit that'd be fucking brilliant that's a lot of money traveling up and down that rail absolutely and that i mean that just stretches out all the commerce not to mention one of my uh one of the biggest complaints that i used to get when i would work mostly in kitchens um from some of the in, any anywhere along the bus route and along like major areas mo- majority of the kitchen and yeah. I was always a kitchen worker so, with black guy. And one yeah. of the main complaints, uh, great, this is all anecdotal. I have no fucking statistics to prove this. But uh, one of the main complaints over there was just, like, being able to get from home to, like, to the places that were hired. Yes. Detroit sure shit was like. <laughs> no. So, yeah, not a lot, not a lot of jobs down there. So, like, we got to go out to the suburbs. And I got to ride the bus for, like, 40 fucking minutes. And let's face it, it's probably more like an hour and a half. You know, get somewhere that will hire me. I'm like, that's a good point. It's like, God knows how much of their time and everything else. It goes into another one of those, like, being poor keeps you poor kind of things. Yes. Like, the fact that I have to ride a bus and lose three hours of my goddamn day, you know, because cars are expensive. Yeah. To even afford a car, you can't even get to the point of saving up for a car. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I remember talking. Uh, with them, I was like, yeah. And then I heard the idea about the light rail. I'm like, oh, it's going to work fucking beautifully. It's going to work great. And then I hear them announce, like, how far it's going to go. I'm like, dude, that's like air, paper airplane distance. Like, what the <laughs> fuck see, are you doing? Yes. Jesus Christ, man. With a and good I'm gust thinking, of wind, I can get a paper airplane going about You could. <laughs> you could get it to hit somebody at Ford Field. And I was just like, what the fuck, guys? And that, that, that pissed me off. And I like, Dad had always said it should have went to, uh, of course, he wasn't alive when it was built. But when it was being spoken of, uh-huh. it was like, this should go all the way to Pontiac. And I thought, yes, that was Pontiac. awesome. 
Yeah, yep. that's the whole length of Woolworth. Yeah. And, and yet, yep. It didn't even cross city lines. <laughs> <laughs> Which is embarrassing. And for and built- $75 million, dude. Which is a waste. Especially that expensive. Because I know why. I know why. The wallets of Detroit. That's exactly it. Uh I know why. Because everybody lined their fucking pockets on this shit. That That thing only cost seventy five million. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't even gonna go that high. I was gonna be like, that whole train is eight point nine million. But (laughs) motherfucker had to get their palms greased. To the Everyone that like arrested with Kwame is still there. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Kwame got a cut. He yeah, I'm out. sure. Like, I'm gonna need my cut. That's why he's a pastor now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anybody needs to get fucking had a stripper killed, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you killing strippers? <laughs> First of all, you had a stripper over. You had access to one, and then you had that bitch killed. Jesus, dude. You're like, nah, (laughs) I'm putting this bitch down. I ain't paying. (laughs) You're the man. You got got money. I don't want to give it to a stripper, though. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's 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 the fast lane to hell. You know there. Yeah. The pineapple getting shoved up your ass. Like that's how that goes. (laughs) That's the only way. For eternity. Uh, so, but yes. yeah. And so the, the, the amount of like, and you know, we've driven there, the amount of roads that Detroit area has. Now, there's two things going on there. One is the urban sprawl. Uh, number two, the fact that the car companies are situated there. Oh, yeah. They're not going to give and us good public got... transportation. Right. <laughs> when you... Instead of just investing in buses and shit, like they should have. They're like, no, cars. Like you, you get free advertising. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Are we the yeah. only major city without a sub system? Are we a major city? <laughs> well, I mean, we were yeah. like a hundred years ago. But I mean, we we are, but we we, but we're not. <laughs> we are yeah. because of the big three, but population wise. Eh. Once they dipped below whatever the hell it was, because it got real low. I remember that one. I, I we think dropped they below that million. That kind of did. Yeah, we dropped below like eight hundred grand. I don't even remember. To the point where, and this is this goes to my point of, if you drop low enough, especially Detroit, because Detroit is one of those cities that sprawled out, mm-hmm. even not counting all of the um, suburbs and all that other shit, Detroit is kind of sprawled out. It spread out a lot. So I remember started asking, I'm like, why the fuck is there so much poverty here? And, you know, why can't city services help out with this sort of shit? It's, it's, it's never just a clean answer. There's a lot of shit going on. True. And one of the things is that the reason you see so much disrepair is that there's not enough taxes to collect enough money to keep everything upkept. Because Detroit is so big, you literally can't pay, like, waste management people enough money to at competitive wages to pick up all the trash in Detroit. There's too few people spread too yep. thin. Yep. Not enough yeah. money. Yeah. There's no money there. There's no like high tech. I mean, there is. There's some spots. I'm not going to completely, you know. No, there's some spots in Detroit that are that are beautiful, but 
Right. But it's not, the... it, you're not getting the majority of your taxes from like the few spots. No. That's not how the world works, right? It works off like whatever the vast majority of people are. You get it from the middle class. That's exactly. what most people in America are. So if you don't have enough of them and enough like healthy middle class, like, uh, house values, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna collect enough money for that. Not at all. Um, you try to make it off commerce. I don't know, like like um, New York. New York has some really high commerce things, but I'm sure they have their own problems. I don't know enough about New York to speak intelligently to it, but I'm not saying that the only way to do it is with people. But Detroit is mostly residential in that regard. Yes. I gotta look up. Um, oh yeah, Detroit population. Oh yeah, let me know. Yeah, because I'm just like so ooh, six hundred and thirty nine thousand. Damn. Damn. God that was off the twenty twenty census? Uh it's, it, I don't have a source just yet. Oh. Two thousand nineteen is they have them at six hundred and seventy four. Shit. So I don't know if I what is the population twenty twenty one? The metro area is three point five million, so it's a lot. Um yeah, but that's stretching but all the way probably to Pontiac. Yeah. 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 2020 census, you're right. 639. So we lost 40,000 people? Oh, fuck me. Or 35,000 from 19 to 20. Shit. Damn. 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 Wow. Making it the 27th most populous city in the United States. Man, it used to be one of the major ones. One of like five or something. We were definitely always in the top 10 for the longest. Right. And it's a... Wow. Damn. 79% black. Oh, yeah. What is the blackest city in America? It has to be Detroit, right? Uh, Percentage-wise, I bet it is, but... um, Oh, percentage-wise, yes. But no, I mean, if you're counting... Like, total, it's got to be New York or Chicago. Yeah, New York, because it's just got the most people. Yeah, New York followed by Chicago. You nailed it. Yep. Yeah. 2.3 2.3 in New York, 1.1 in Chicago. Oh, like, yeah, that's kind of obvious, but I'm talking about percentage. Percentage has got to be Detroit. I got to think. And also, not to be like one of those, but that's also, in my opinion, why I think Detroit gets shit on. Like, they make way too many Detroit jokes. Oh, like, no, no, no. You're absolutely right. Yeah. No, you're not that guy. I mean, look at any late night show. Yeah, they always shit on Detroit. They will yeah. find a way to take a shot at us no matter what. Yeah, you guys punching down hard. Knock that off. And it stopped <laughs> being about just our sucky sports teams, and it started being about the city itself. Shit, can we take a detour? I wanted to actually talk about that with um, – I want to get back to the housing thing, but I wanted to jump real quick, just real quick while it's on my mind, about how now I've started to feel uncomfortable about the way that white people are talking about the Will Smith thing. Oh, Okay. Let's go. So I'm sorry for the detour because no, 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 uh, no, no, no. I appreciate you hanging on. The listeners will dig this. Because <laughs> I, initially, I was, you and I were on lockstep, right? Just like, yeah. yeah, this is fucking stupid. This is ridiculous. Uh-huh. And I, I feel like this has opened the door to being in the same room of opinion as like racist people. Mm. And there are times when I have watched, and because it's just been all over fucking everything for the last two weeks or last. Yeah, week. no, no, yeah. no. You're right. It's a nonstop. Yeah, non goddamn stop. And now I, I just noticed that the the tone shifting in a couple of 
I felt like white people kind of kept their opinions to themselves a little mm-hmm. bit. So like all the black opinions had started to weigh in. <laughs> like, hey, so <laughs> what do y'all think about this? How you feel and, about it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were some people who were just going to tell you how they feel no matter what. But, you know, uh, to, to, to see some people, that, to see how the tone has changed in some of them, it, it reminded me of that story Chappelle was telling when he was doing season three of the Chappelle show. Mm-hmm. And they were doing that, um, the skit with the, the fairy or whatever, the, the, like, the two little fairy devils, one on each shoulder, <laughs> one of them's like the, 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 the black stereotype fairy. And yeah. the other one is the, yeah, yeah. So he's talking about that. And when he was in the room doing that skit, somebody laughed a little too hard and just, <laughs> The tone of the laugh just was very off-putting to him because he felt like he was no. That it was just that glass-breaking moment when he was like, "Wait a minute, I'm doing this to make fun of stereotypes and show how absurd and stupid they are." But this person, and, yeah, I get the I get the feeling from that laugh that this person is literally laughing at me. Yes, and it just put him in like an existential crisis kind of thing of like maybe I'm not doing what I thought I was doing. Yep. Um. And that's awesome. That, but that's that a different level of growth. thinker. Yeah, that yeah. shows character growth, introspection, and quite frankly, he's probably getting disenchanted with what Hollywood was asking him to do. Anyway, he's like, "Can you whiten that up a little bit, Mr. Chappelle?" That's exactly like, what me. it was. Yeah, I bet Man. you all that was going on, and then this was like kind of that that straw. You don't walk away from fifty million just because. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tries to change what you were creating into something you wouldn't like yourself. And it right. takes a strong individual to be like, no, 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 fuck that. I'm not doing that. Because, I mean, it could be it was, the easier route was to sell out. Yes. But he was a bigger man than that. It was going to cost him his soul. And he didn't want to pay that price. And that's, 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 a, that's a heavy price. Because mm-hmm. you you stop liking the person you see in the mirror, and that's hard. Yeah. That's real hard. You just feel like you let down people that that believed in you, believed in you, and spent like. And I think it's personal for him. I forget which one, if it was his mom or his dad, but um, because he's like part white, right? I don't mm-hmm. know if he's. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. To Anyways, think. he is. He made that joke. He's like, if I grow. I got white in my history. If I if I grow my hair out, it look like Cat Williams or some shit like that. Whatever it should have been like one of his grandparents, wasn't it? Something. Yeah. And, but still predominantly black, right? Oh, of and course. He, he knew enough and had na- been able to navigate white spaces. He has, you know, white members of his family, but he's predominantly black. black. And I think it was the fact that he knew how to navigate white spaces and made fun of all stereotypes. That made him so attractive to, I think, non-black audiences. Um, and for him to continue on that route, I think he would have had to sell his fucking soul and like hurt, effect- effectively hurt black people, black audiences, family members, people that had poured a ton of resources and time and effort into making him who he was. His mom, I think, was a huge part of his career, right? Like of she course. was his agent. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, you would have essentially had to like shit on family in order to continue, in order to get that fifteen million dollars. You would have had to sell sell his soul, and specifically the like racial component of his soul. 
takes a lot to sell you. So, dude, that's some heavy shit. I don't know. I felt like that was some heavy shit. He never really went out and told a bunch of that. He told a bunch of allegory type stories that kind of alluded to what um, what was going on. He's never specifically called out some of the motherfuckers in the room. He, 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 I remember him mentioning the HBO bullshit. Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah, but he's never really called out specific, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, specific people in Hollywood and producers and, you know, people who just slowly ground on him until finally he's like, fuck all this shit. No, he um, never officially named names, but he alluded to it enough that you knew that they were trying to break him. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to buy him, and he, he didn't want to sell. Which, right. what a man! What a fucking man! <laughs> good God, and that takes some balls. And then walk away because he he is good. He was good. Oh yeah, that's top of his game. That's that's Jordan quitting after ring six. That's, yes, that is. He was at his that, peak. That, yeah, like, but damn, he man. didn't come back to join the fucking Wizards. He came back for more <laughs> rings. <laughs> so, but as you I were think, saying, I've heard. But now I, I think some of those, like some of the talks, some of the things, some of the opinions, you know, so God knows what they're saying, but the, the tone has shifted slightly where I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. In I don't like that the, the narrative that this is uh, showing how black people respond violently to uh, uh, aggression or, you know, being challenged. And once they added race to it, I went, whoa, whoa, you're trying to weaken what had happened. Uh-huh. Because, yeah, they're both black men. You can't take that from them. That's who they are, a successful black man. But this situation, this dynamic between the two of them had nothing to do with race. Yeah. This is one man telling a joke that somehow hit another man in a soft spot that we weren't aware of because of a backstory with his wife. Mm-hmm. He was sensitive to his own life spiraling out of control. And this is the moment he tried to prove one that and two that he had his wife's back. And he mm-hmm. tried to impress her. That's all there was. There was no racial nothing. I don't even like the the narrative of, yeah, he was standing for black women. No, no, yeah. no. Don't yeah. have her represent black shit. Because <laughs> they're in a failed open relationship where this woman's literally fucking her son's friend at their <laughs> family's home. And y'all want that to be a representation of a strong black man defending right. a strong black wife? Fuck no. Yeah. Hell no. I'm not letting if, that fly. The only way is if like <laughs> not to always bring it back to Obama, but if Obama had done that shit, then I'd be like, I'm like, damn, he shouldn't have talked about <laughs> Michelle, baby. I would have defended Obama Michelle. to the end. <laughs> But the problem is, realm. That's like it's, a it's lawyer. too that's different, yeah. You don't talk shit about a lawyer. However, you can talk about a shit, talk shit about a woman who fucks her kid's friend. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> I was like, it was so many people coming to the defense of a hoe. And <laughs> it just, it shocked me. And I was like, this scandalous bitch does not deserve y'all defense. It doesn't, and I'll be honest. Go. If it was 
if, if Will Smith was gay and it was a scandalous dude doing fucking his son's friend, I would have the same opinion. Oh, absolutely. That, that gender was brought into this too. And That's like, what I whoa, said. Whoa, whoa. It was a black Nobody woman. Nobody gives a shit. Black man. I was like, y'all were bringing yeah. too much in it. A dude got assaulted over a fucking joke. That's what yes, happened. that's essentially what happened. <laughs> and now we're bringing every fucking thing into there. Like, and after Mar a week, y'all have made this, this is either white supremacy or this is our black sack <laughs> or black women are appreciated. I mean, everyone's got a fucking flag on this little piece of land. Everybody wants them to be represented. And I'm thinking it wasn't that deep, y'all. He was wrong. Yeah. Will was wrong. There was nothing else to be discussed of this issue. There was nothing deeper. A man slapped another fucking man over a joke. God damn. Yep. We don't need to analyze the shit out I of that. I don't want it analyzed. There isn't like even a... supposed to be sides taken. Wrong <laughs> was seen across the globe, and somehow we found a way to get divided. And I was just baffled by that. There was no liberal slapping a conservative. There was no white supremacist slapping a black panther. You fuckbags somehow <laughs> that, took this to the nth power, and there was nothing to discuss. There was um, I now I don't catch the Joe Rogan show, but I do catch like an occasional uh, snippet that gets oh, I watched brought the snippets. up in my I, yeah yeah I watched the yeah snippets. I don't have three hours to dedicate no. to that, but um. The snippets are funny because he was talking, I forget, recently about um, this, the, the slap and shit like that. Yeah. And his his take on it was actually pretty good. Oh, no, I that. saw it. Yeah. The one, well, I saw it twice. Once with the big dude and once with the, the I guess, the guy with the cigar. Yeah, the cigar one was the one that I watched. That was, that was the better one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, because he's chuckling. And I felt the same way. Like, Six degrees of separation to white supremacy. That's like, what, yep, that's, you knew, that's what I knew you were talking about. <laughs> I started dying. I was like, because you and I talked about that. I'm like, soon, it's, they're going to go there. I know they're going to go there because everybody tries to throw their thing and see if it floats. That's everybody, it. Put, everybody puts their ass out there and sees, sees if it stinks or Because not. you know, and, and I don't want us to get hate messages or whatever the fuck <laughs> y'all do, but... Y'all knew we we're a week away from they like, what if his wife was trans? I know that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> and I don't need that. I don't I don't need that energy. We don't need to make it anymore. As Soren said, if it was a man defending his husband, I don't give a fuck. We're yeah. literally telling y'all this was assault and it was wrong. And if that man or trans man or trans woman or whatever the fuck is having sex. With her kid's friend, that I still got opinions about that. All right, is still a wrong. Hoe. Now you a trans hoe. Congratulations! Yes, you added a qualifier to what you are. There you go. <laughs> You're just a new kind of hoe. You're still a hoe. I'm I'm <laughs> equal to asshole. I'm equal to calling anyone that's a hoe a hoe. I'm not bothered yeah. by that. Listen, intellectually, I can understand that a 22 year old, however old that kid was. Um, and I feel bad because I work around 22-year-olds, and some of them are really fucking awesome. But they definitely are younger, yeah. um, especially the 40-year-olds. You can clearly pick up on, like, yeah, that's – I love your energy, but you clearly need a little bit more experience before you can have um, the nuanced understanding that comes with just seeing this shit 100 times. Um, so I'm not shitting on it in any way, but a 22-year-old is 
can be easily groomed and manipulated by a 40 year old woman. Or Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's that aspect of it there where I'm like, yeah, I'm not straight calling you a pedophile, but I'm calling you kind of an asshole because you're taking advantage of a power dynamic that I don't like, you're not on even footing. And I, at what and this point, is where, hmm. oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, at I, what point were you alone with your son's friend? Like, what, what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> Damn, that's a good point. Because I'm thinking, Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, like, I understand we don't know everything of what went on transpired in the situation. Of course. I will say that um, I remember, I think four years ago, three or four years ago, we were in the retreat mm-hmm. at my, my work. It was a leadership team. There's, I don't know, like 20 of us or however many we are, 25. Okay. And the we were going over policies or doing something. I'll be damned if I can recall exactly what we were doing. But one of the things that we were reviewing was – the policy around um, administrator to student um, fucking, essentially, right? Like, relationships, but we're not, let's be honest about what exactly we're talking about here. Like, And I remember saying that because we're a student-oriented division, we should probably have an internal policy where we are not allowed um, to, to fuck date students. students. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. you can't... It, now, granted, I went kind of fucked up. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, I, I'm going to be honest. I've interacted with 18-year-olds, and they're barely not children, right? Like yeah. 17, you're a child. 18, you're a fully grown adult. Yeah. That's not, that's not entirely true. And yes, there's a spectrum and all the other shit that goes along with it. But from a general standpoint, you probably, as a 40-something-year-old, should not be getting into a relationship. It's the R. Carolee paradox. <laughs> right? It's the R. paradox. <laughs> and I'm like trying to be as soft-worded as possible about this, and nobody nobody supported me in that entire fucking room. Right. No one verbally said shit. In order oh. to get certain changes passed, it, it sometimes takes political will that people don't want to uh, spend. And I get that. I'm not shitting on any of my coworkers. They all have their own stuff that they need to be able to do. But it was interesting to see that nobody like wanted to pick that torch up. What? Because like to to get an internal policy like that is is a heavier lift that nobody really wanted to, to to bring up. And I was like, wow, this is really astounding. What an interesting little dynamic here. Of like they would rather use their energy on something else. Meanwhile, I thought that this was like a really good and logical thing. And quite frankly, we should be. We should have that as a rule because that could really blow up in our face and look very bad from a university and division standpoint. Absolutely. And I'm like, that's just something you don't do. Fast forward to, so that's my personal opinion. And that's the history of why I'm shitting hard on Jada. (laughs) (laughs) Because I work with people of that age range and I'm like, you shouldn't be fucking them. Let them go fuck their contemporaries. It's fine. Everybody fucking. Yeah, you go get some, you're a good looking woman. You can go fuck someone. Like a lot of people line up for it. Don't worry. Yeah. But don't go fucking like 20 year old My friends of your kids. Like that's just fucked up. One <laughs> step beyond yours because I was thinking you should never, no matter the age, fuck your son's friend. <laughs> you crossed a boundary that you can't come back from because I mean, the trust is broken. Open relationship or not, Will got to be thinking this was Jada's friend coming over to hang out. At what point and how long you've been looking at him, and when did you think it was cool to fuck him? 
because that's a line you can't uncross. And if Jaden has to be thinking, my mom been checking out my friends. Dude, can you imagine how creepy that is? That that's unsettling. Even talking about it, how creeped out would you be if like your mom's sitting there like flirting with one of your friends? That's like, what how I'm fucking saying. creeped out. Oh, just make my skin crawl, you creepy bitch. That's what I'm saying. saying. I just think she's a it's, creepy bitch. It's <laughs> fucked up, and the more I learn about them, the 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 more upset I am with Will slapping Chris Rock. I'm like, you mad that somebody talked about yo ho? <laughs> I just don't understand. He, just, he fell in love with someone that is just toxic as shit. I feel and, bad for him a little bit. I don't know why. No, there's a he part needs, of me that pities to, him. Like he needs to get out of that. That's, and I, and that's I, absolutely true. Maybe because he is a guy. I hope this isn't misogyny. Maybe I do understand because I can empathize a little bit more easily with a guy because I've been in love with someone that wasn't good. For oh me. no, we've all been there. I'll, I'll bear that <laughs> torch too. I'll yeah, down and I was like, road. ah, fuck, I should, I should know better. Because you know but you I'm had not. that conversation with yourself, I shouldn't be with this bitch. Right. And for yeah. me, it was a woman. If I was a gay man, maybe I'd have a different opinion, right? Maybe. Like, like I'd be like, oh, I fucking hate certain asshole men. But in this situation, I do think it's not Will that's the toxic one, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I know that I think at you the very least, I don't know. Well, I know at the very least that I'm not aware of him fucking any 22-year-old friends of his kids. No. At, he's got at least that going for him. He's, he's, he's a step <laughs> ahead on that one. <laughs> yeah. The bar is so fucking low that it's just bruising ankles, and he's got pretty clean ankles. <laughs> we got ants leaping that bar. Dude, don't fuck your friend. Don't fuck your kid's friend. Like how? That's, that's so easy that it is <laughs> an unspoken rule. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that should not require a rule. That's why I was so shocked that when I presented that to the group, I was like, hey, I think that we should maybe make this a, a more formal policy that we don't do that. But and that was what I said out of my mouth. In the back of my mind, I was like, wait a minute. We, why do we as a university allow this at all? <laughs> Like, that should just automatically be a straight fucking no. I don't care if you're, you know, like, oh, my God, it's my soulmate. And she just happens to be 30 years younger than me or whatever. <laughs> like, knock that shit off. I don't care. Wait till they're out of your fucking class. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. What is this, the graduate? Get out of here, Dude, Justin this is so Hoffman. Fucking, it's so creepy. It's so creepy that we have that rule. Because most of the professors are... No, no, no. No, Soren. Correction. What's creepy is that you needed that rule. Rules are made because someone did that shit. Someone at your school at some point before you got there fucked a 22-year-old. No, we don't have... That's the thing, though. We don't have a rule barring it. Oh, then that means someone has stopped that rule from being borrowed then. (laughs) That, that's the scarier the part. Someone that's still wants to smash. Yeah, exactly somebody still Someone wants to get it. themselves some fucking teen ass. Rules <laughs> are stopped because someone is still participating and rules are made because someone <laughs> fucked up. Those that's are the right. only two options. That's right. Right now, so someone's banging a 22-year-old at your spot. <laughs> Not even. I bet you it's like a 19-year-old. It's so, someone that can't buy themselves a drink. 
Yeah, that's probably what's going down. It was fucking creepy. <laughs> and I remember one of my colleagues was like, well, you know, I may, I melt metal. I meant my lifelong, whatever, my current partner. She's been with this person. They're one of those that are like, we're never going to get married type people. But mm-hmm. um, she's like, I met him like 10 fucking years ago. He was a graduate student. I'm like, that's a different thing. How old oh, were, were you? She's like, I'm like, yeah. fucking 30. I'm like, that's how an old adult. Was he? Like yeah. 20, yeah, 27. I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. We're talking, talking about, about a fucking undergraduate. graduated high school. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give me that shit. Well, what about this exception? No, that's no, no, what no, I'm fucking no. talking Just, about. Go fuck yourself with your outliers. Right. Yeah. I'm fucking like, well, real you bring shit. Bring that up to HR. Okay. Yeah. Next time you're robbing the crib, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> right. Look at this shit. You bring up this, like, outlier of what I'm fucking talking Motherfucker's about. Motherfucker, the, the rule. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about that power dynamic. Was he your active student? You're like, no. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out. Stop talking. Hey, cut her mic. Yeah. <laughs> and I kid. I love her to death. But I'm oh, like, no, that I'm too. girl, that's not what I'm talking about. It's like, okay, but it happened. I was like, yeah, no, I no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for making it about you, about. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <weird. laughs> we wouldn't be together. I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we hear you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't be fucking students. <laughs> yeah, don't be fucking students. Yeah, learn to swipe right for once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I to, to get back to the whole thing, I thought it was really, really weird the way that there's a certain like glee. Certain like white supremacy glee and glint in, in, in eyes when they started talking about this shit. And I was like, mm, I feel uncomfortable now. Like just the way that y'all are talking about it. The way that race was brought into this so fucking quickly. Um, and what's funny is that I really appreciated that joke by uh, Michael Che. Okay. Oh. Um, <laughs> where he's, he's, he's like, hashtag Oscars too black. And I get it. He was making fun of the stereotype. Yeah. Especially. And, it, and that joke was so much fucking funnier because it's Will Smith and Chris Rock, right? These yeah. aren't like, I don't know, you expect this shit at the Grammys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like 50 Cent slapping Ja Rule or something. Right. <laughs> some, some like, you know, where people have been beefing for a bit. Like Chris Rock yeah. and Will Smith have not been beefing, no. right? So it, it, I think the joke is that much funnier playing off your expectations with a humor twist in there, right? And that's why I thought that joke was hilarious. That's what made it kill, yeah. But now, people are like acting like that. I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't take that joke at face value. That's supposed to be playing with stereotypes. No, no, no. If you're taking that face value, yeah, you're a racist. (laughs) (laughs) If you bring that up to be like, well, you know, when when they did start involving a lot of black people in the Oscars, they started slapping each other. I said, like, knock whoa, that off. Whoa, that whoa, whoa, like Chris Rock. And you were saying some racist ass shit. Be like, bro, <laughs> he was the first victim. <laughs> They've been slapping each other ever since. <laughs> ever since they let that Sydney Poitier win. What? <laughs> what? <Right. laughs> no. Get him out of here. He's clearly racist. <laughs> There's no doubt anyone thinking like that is racist. But it's, and they don't come out and say it like that. And, and there must be something, some sort of like dog whistle shit 
<laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? The dog whistle. have a signal that only they well, can hear. No, no, no. I think other people can hear it too. I, I think black uh, people can definitely fucking hear it. Oh, yeah. They use those those dog whistle comments to like. Mm. Oh, he speaks when so we well. pick up on them trying the to be slick saying. about being racist. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Right. They're just like they're saying racist shit without saying racist shit. And I can't picture exactly what was said. But all of a sudden, I noticed that I just started feeling uncomfortable around some of the, the conversation topics as people started analyzing this. This is the I don't know what, way beyond where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. This should have gone off a while ago, but it's grown into something bigger than the two men involved. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it shot off into the stratosphere, and now mm-hmm. it's in deep space, and I'm thinking, what the fuck? Because so everyone's take on mm-hmm. it each passing day has gotten wackier than the day prior. <laughs> it's gotten so fucking crazy. And I'm just looking like, oh man, I think I'm gonna have to go on a fucking news hiatus. This is getting too stupid. That I gotta be a bad back. idea. Because I mean, I... there's only two things going on. One of them is a complete real life tragedy, which is in Russia, which is real shit. And the other is the Will and Chris Rock, mm-hmm. whatever conspiracy theorists you got going on, of a slap. <laughs> You've gone down the rabbit hole on something that was blatantly out and about. And hey, I told you, I'm all up for my conspiracies, but damn. Mm-hmm. Where do you draw the line? Well, what? Mm-hmm. I don't mind listening to conspiracy theories every now and then, but usually pretty early in the listening to the crazy fucking tinfoil wearing motherfucker. The ones that masturbate like, their stupid. own feces. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this one's this one's probably not gonna sit well with me. <laughs> like, you sound like shit. You sound like you're full of shit. And I think There's that's certain why ones I'll... you hear and you go, nah, this ain't for me. I'm not his audience. Well, yeah, it's like no, you're clearly that's not that's not it. Sorry, man. <laughs> I I get it as much as like rich people drinking children, sure, whatever. Man. Yeah, <laughs> the Illuminati made them slap him. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, man. That's what they were doing. <laughs> Once you start getting those, you're just like, all right, all right. You, I was like, all you, right. Uh... I guess I've been on YouTube too long tonight. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you cut it off. <laughs> it's, time it <laughs> it's time for bed now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, time to put my dick away and shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I got here, but here we are. Now it's, it got weird. Now I'm too sad. <laughs> I don't want to learn this about myself. <laughs> Should have just went to regular Pornhub. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know it was an Alex Jones subsection in (laughs) Pornhub, but here we are. The fuck did I discover about myself? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So that dumb bullshit. Yeah. So back to housing. (laughs) Yeah, back to housing. Thank you for uh, joining me on the, the, the segue there. Mr. Always, uh, Mr. Chip. Williams. 
I know you've <laughs> gone down with me on some, so I'm glad <laughs> to join you, <laughs> man. So the whole housing thing is, I believe that we were not building enough units during a period of time. I think a lot of people were doing work from home. I think a lot of people want to continue doing work from home, but realize they don't have the space or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know about Democrat. I, I need to probably look that up. Maybe I'll look that up over the next week and we can reconvene. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious on, on the demographic of the boomers um, selling or downsizing their homes right now. And millennials, Gen Xers, and I guess not Gen Xers. Gen Xers are like fucking old as shit now. Um, um, millennials and maybe Zoomers starting to buy. Zoomers are not really in a good spot to buy. Um, they can. I mean, it depends where you want to live. It. I, I remember posing to this question to a couple of my friends, and I was like, "Why don't they just not live there?" Mm. Right. The because there's a free market aspect of this that needs to be addressed. In that everybody wants to live in a couple certain spots. Yep. And with work from home or you know other options now, because a lot of our a lot of our work is just intelligence based. It's not like I don't have to physically be anywhere. It's to not do the accounting. same. Where we started in the industrial revolution, where right. you know a lot of hard labor and you got to be there. So, or to like manage people to watch, make sure that they are doing it correctly. Like you can see their work product electronically now. Yeah, when they hit and city. yeah. So, I think that uh, the processes in place there to switch us more to like a work from home type situation and at that point do you need to be in the city do like no you just got to be in a good place with good internet good internet that's a good point i didn't think about that although you can't invest in that oh yeah you can you can definitely invest in it It, it'll make it harder for rural but you can yeah you can at least go suburban. You don't have to be in these overly condensed urban environments. Right. Because so many people either move into these coastal cities to be by the water or uh, these metropolitan areas because, I mean, they're booming and there's a bunch of stuff to do. But yeah, the problem is they're booming and the people that are selling, whether it's renting apartments and the prices are too high or buying homes that are close to those areas, the prices are too high. And the people mm-hmm. in these congested, highly dense locations are caught. And as I was talking to you uh, off the podcast, between home ownership and rental, and since both are skyrocketing at an alarming rate, where the fuck do you go? How do you how do you navigate that? I mean, what's the uh, what's really the alternative besides homelessness? You move out, and that's the crazy part. I I don't know if we'll see a move away from cities after this. Especially COVID really fucked things up. Um, nobody wanted to be in high population areas, but I still think people are very social once in be involved in that see that's the Um, problem yeah you're right i 
take the Bay Area, for example. I don't oh. think there's anything the Bay Area meaning like San Francisco. Just, I know what you mean. Yeah, just for those who don't know the terminology. Oh. I didn't know that shit till like two years ago. It's embarrassing. Oh. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> people would be like, yeah, the Bay Area. And I would nod along like I knew what the fuck they were talking about. But for 38 years of this world, I was like, okay, where are <laughs> hey, don't feel bad. I was doing that here when they would be like Nova, and I'm like, yeah, and that meant Nor- Northern Virginia. I oh. thought they were talking about fucking Villanova. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. So, <laughs> so the I don't think you you can get like a matchbox for under half a million dollars in in that area. No, hell no. And right now. How do you equalize that? There's no fucking equalizing that. A lot of people want to live there. That means it's in high demand. But Absolutely. your supply is exceptionally constrained, especially since a lot of it is not like high rises and stuff like that. It's, you know, single family homes and maybe apartments and duplexes and things like that. But it's not like even close to the density that you have in other massive areas like Los Angeles or New York or Chicago. So what do you do? What are your options there? Um, do you try to put a price cap? Like, what do you do from a legislative standpoint? There's not a whole lot you can do. Tell them to build more, uh, knock down certain areas, and build, you know, build uh, multifamily homes. Like, what what exactly do you do at that point? Or not homes, but you know, like and condos. You would build. I give it skyscrapers and shit. Yeah. How do you alleviate that? There's more demand than there is supply, and when that happens, the price of shit is gonna fucking skyrocket. Uh-huh. Um. I think a lot of them are going to be able to do their fucking jobs from a distance. I think that a lot of employers, mostly old shit bags, don't want to give up their, you know, however many millions they're paying in leases so that they can, I don't know, have a fucking office and twiddle their dick in it. I don't know. So they can micromanage and feel important. Yes, mostly. Uh, Those are the people that want people to come and nine to five it. Yes, they they want to be there. They want to see them. They want, I'm like, why? Because <laughs> me and you had a conversation years ago at Mary Grove when, mm-hmm. I mean, most of the time, and I'm not trying to shun anybody. There's always outliers, and you live your life. But most of the time, nobody's working a full eight hours because most right. tasks don't take a full goddamn eight hours. It's ridiculous <laughs> to even think that. And I like the mantra, hey, if you get your job done, you do whatever you want after that. All you got to do is get, you know, the round peg in the round hole and keep it moving. Right. But it's just certain people that are stuck in that old ways as we come to every roadblock with these discussions we have that think there's got to be nine to five and they got to be in the office. Mm-hmm. And that creates a problem because you have to and you don't want yep. to drive an hour from your yep. more separate from the city house to get it's to, affordable. to from work. Yeah, because it's right. affordable. But now you're giving, you know, however much the gas and time sitting in traffic to get in this damn overpopulated area. And if we could alleviate that with some more remote work or maybe, I mean... Damn, I can't even say put the jobs out there because that would just make housing move to the places where the jobs are and you back in this shit again. Mm-hmm. So I think you were right. It's just the remote work has to be more um, accepted 
And going forward, that just has to be the way because, I mean, the the office shit, there's only certain jobs that actually need to be in office. Those with manufacturing jobs, those with medical professions, those first responders, people that actually have to be hands-on it physically dealing with people they have to be at work yeah the rest of us that are doing office shit fuck no you'd think that people would jump at it the amount of money that you would save on all the offices and leases now granted That's what I'm those saying. leases are usually multi-year so they're not gonna get money immediately but like i don't understand i'm like what are you holding out for because you don't have to pay the utilities for you know water and electricity in the building as you said the leasing i mean it just writes itself by saving money. I think it's a weird flex for C-suite people, like managers and shit. Mm. They want they want to bring people here. They want to show that they can do it. They work for me. I think it's just I think it's something like that. I think it's ego driven. It's got to be ego driven. That's the only thing it could be. It's it's an overseer mentality. They just want to watch. It's quite sad, and it's completely out of touch. Mm-hmm. I can't help but wonder if it could be better. Oh, we if, know it could. If, but but how then, right? Like, if it can be better, and then how? It's a matter of training. It's a matter of philosophy, or if it's just a matter of like, oh, these old fucks got to go, kind of thing. I'm starting with these old folks got to go. And then we wrap it into, you know, the training and making it better. Because it's a huge, you know, philosophical paradigm difference. Like, that's an entirely different way to think. Um, And I think a lot of people aren't prepared to make that switch. It's too many people that are scared of making that change because Mm -hmm. change takes effort change you actually have to do something different you have to restructure your thinking and i mean more goes into it than just the conversation but you have to be willing to do that to try something to get better better doesn't just happen that's true yeah and we'd have to get enough people on board with wanting to aim for something different instead of going, well, you know, we've just been nine to five, but I mean, why change it, right? <laughs> right? We got too many of those people. It goes back to our conundrum before, the people that don't ask why. Those are the yeah. same people that don't want change. They're like, hey, man, I mean, they just pay me to clock in, clock out, fuck it, right? Right? Yeah. Ah, but yeah, I think your problem, it would be fixed, the housing, if we could, because, I mean, look, I, I hate the cold as, more than anybody, but if I could save on rent and be in fucking Montana, <laughs> it'd be shit to do. <laughs> I'd be in fucking Montana. <laughs> if they could I will say that Montana's beautiful. <laughs> I've heard, but... It is cold, though. It's cold. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being somewhere. See, that's the only thing I like about the urban environment. I'm somebody that likes to do shit. Yeah. And I like to be active and I like to be around people. And I'm not meeting anybody out and, you know, but fuck 
Montana. It's called Butte, but all right. Eh, I heard it <laughs> no, you're right, though. Like, one of the things that bugs me around, and this isn't a small city, it's got around 300,000 people, I think. Okay. Um, it's bigger than Detroit, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Another couple of years, maybe. Damn. So, it's like, I think it's, um, I think it's two hundred in the city, and then one of the cities that's right next to us um, is fifty. So I think they're at two fifty, but I think they've been growing. Oh, um, oh I, I'm gonna look it up. But anyways, so somewhere between two hundred to three hundred thousand is the number of people. But like, shit closes down here at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, and it oh, drives God. me goddamn insane. I'm like, oh. are you fucking kidding me? And I come oh. from an area where shit's just open late all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> Bugs me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> but I mean, so yeah. 180 is the population of my main city, and then the city next to us is usually around 250. Um, I'm sorry, around 50. Oh. So okay, so 230, something like that. Yeah, yeah 230. Okay. So, but that's not tiny. Granted, it's not like a it's not like a big metropolitan spot, but that's not like a sleepy fucking hamlet. No, 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 no. And yet, you know, shit's closing down at like eight o'clock. But that's why are you closing a liquor store at eight (laughs) o'clock? When am I gonna get my liquor? (laughs) Yeah, my kids go to bed at fucking eight. (laughs) I gotta run out get my drink. (laughs) I get it. That that's the catch twenty two. You you want to still be able to do shit and be around activities and socialize, but you don't want to fight the traffic and you don't want to you know mm-hmm. nine to five it. So I I don't know the middle ground for that. Neither do I. I, mm-hmm. I. Well, I guess you get a bigger city. I don't know, but also housing prices are increasing here too because we're kind of isolated um like there aren't there's not a lot of building uh, of family units that have been happening around here mm. so i mean okay there are but i mean like the sprawl isn't the same and we're not building up we're building out okay. and for the most part that's fine they did um try to at least address that with a couple bills and um, ordinances or whatever. I, I think they're bills to try to get like uh, family housing up and going. But the area, and like any places, uh, it's a lot of like not in my backyard type thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that should happen with someone else's money and someone else's land. Cause I don't fucking <laughs> want it. But it, I agree that it should happen. <laughs> not uh, here. But it should Yeah, happen. not here. But it should. Oh, yeah, someone should take care of that. <laughs> Are you going to? No, fuck no. Oh, Not with my God. money. How dare you? Taxi you taxi people. No, no, no. Yeah. That's how we treat the homeless population. We're like, yeah, something should be done. Somebody should help them. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, so much, yeah. <laughs> someone should scrape that homeless man off my yeah. windshield. <laughs> Get him off of here, man. <laughs> I'm not going to touch him. I think he has scabies, but still. <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking uses today. Be so bummed. <laughs> Never, it's a word you don't hear enough. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it might be. No. So I don't know. That's where I think that I think we can make improvements in the type of housing that we have. I don't know because now we're bringing it back full circle of Black Rock and AOC and all that. Mm-hmm. What the fuck do we do about the fact that we've printed enough money, done enough quantitative easing, lowered interest rates enough that we've basically funneled the big billion dollar hedge funds into a spot where they are looking at houses to make money for their portfolios. And when we say this, and the thing that pisses me off about her is that she doesn't take it to its logical conclusion of like how the or research, like how the fuck did you get to this? Mm. She kind of stopped at the whole corporate greed and just tap dances there while everybody showers her with, oh my God, you're so great. So that's, that's the part that exactly, yeah. That's kind of what bothers me about her. She's a bit more celebrity than she is substance, but when she when she nails it, she really fucking hits it out of the park. Oh yeah. And in that committee, I was like, fuck yeah, go, 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 fucking go for the throat on these fuckers. Like bring it to light the fact that we were i mean we were talking about this uh what three weeks ago four weeks ago yeah and they've been doing this for years now oh absolutely so it was really refreshing to see that someone in congress at least knew what the fuck was going on exactly but then then nothing yeah how did it come to that well quantitative easing and money printing had played a large part in this well why is that well we have um, shit for interest rates. Yeah. People can't put money in a bank, so when they need to ma- have money, make money, they have to go to the stock market or to portfolios and things like that, like bond mm-hmm. markets and you know, assets. some form of investments. Yeah, correct. Yes, mm-hmm. it can't just be like uh, your money will appreciate by the bank. Well, why is that? Well, because we've kept interest rates at near zero in order to get uh, consumer spending up, because. That's just we've been in a fucking boom bust cycle of bubbles for a while. Yes. Yeah. At least two <laughs> decades. Yes. At so least. yeah. And since the dot com bubble, like the nineties and the early two thousands, at the very least, of like large bubbles. I'm talking about like billions and trillions in losses. Um so there's those. We need to address that. You can't keep interest rates at fucking zero like this. Because people will go like They'll lose money. Like, just due to inflation right now, you're losing fucking money. Absolutely. Um, so what do you do? You got to put it into some sort of asset. And a lot of them have been putting it into that. Well, and that's where the, the some people shut their brains off. And they're like, that corporate greed. Like, nah. And that's, that plays a part. And I'm not saying that it doesn't because you're getting the people who manage that shit, they're hiring people that are Scum sucking, not okay. They're stockbrokers. They're not scum sucking, but they're the types that will flip their minds. Yeah, throw for a nickel type of human beings. All right, you want to call a vampire a vampire? I won't stop. Right, you they're 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 not the caretakers of the world. Right, they're not going to go into the social sciences. These people (laughs) are not going to be doing hospice care. These people need to be given a job where they're good at what they're doing. So they're doing finance. Yeah. Basically, take an evil and use it for good. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so that's what they're going to be doing. That's what they've been hired to do. And that's fine. Corporate greed plays a component of it. 
but not completely because everybody needs to have their fucking money and assets and bonds and, and stocks and all this shit in order to retire in 30, 40 years. And even at the, those rates, there's no guarantee that they will. Like most people are under saving. Yes. So you have a situation where social security is not enough. Um, people have to invest. Those investments, if you're unlucky and you get one of these fucking busts near the end of your, you know, money-making days, Ooh. like if you were 61 and, um, you know, the, the 08 oh, shit. Yeah. recession happened, that would have fucking sucked. There's uh, not enough time for you to make your money back. You can't, yeah. That's the ugly truth. And that and that sucks. That really sucks. I'm sure there are a lot of people that are hurting from that. If they had a oh, good yeah. nest egg, fifty percent of it was eliminated. But good God, or more. What a soul crushing you... experience. And so, because they can't just put their money in a fucking bank somewhere and have it gain five percent every year. I think a lot of people would be much happier with that. Oh yeah. You're like, what's that? I can and then I can retire in thirty, forty years. Yeah, that's fine. I think that's what most people want. It's it, it, it's. On Wall Street and these other people that have tried to turn financial instruments into this own fucking thing and derivatives and all that shit, let that happen with the finance people. There's no reason those cocksuckers should have our fucking money to play with. There's oh, no reason that those damn, assholes it, should, have, should have fucking pension money to play with. You should because that's should all it be is. Allowed. That should be illegal. And well, what are the options? I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily agree or disagree with illegal or not legal, but like what the fuck are their options? If you want to retire when you're whatever age, you need to get a certain percentage on your money every single year. Damn. Otherwise it's worth less than when you put it in. And that's just a fucking stone cold reality of it. It is. Yeah. So either we get those interest rates back up, which will slow down consumer spending and slow down the economy. Uh-huh. Or like you said, like we make it illegal to do that, that you can't put a pension in that, or you have to put a pension in something really low risk. Maybe. Yes. I don't know. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure some states have passed that stuff. I bet you Oregon has probably passed something. Oh. Um, California, I think they actually are really doing well in terms of like how much they funded their pension. Oh, okay. I think they're really well. Um, so there are, there are some, it's, it, it's out there, but. I just don't it, like people's pensions being, you know, weighed on the odds of a craps game. It's not cool. That's exactly what it fucking is. That's all I, that's all it really is. And that's that's completely unacceptable. I get that's the way it is. And it's not illegal, but it's damn unethical. And if you it, so it's all a system that's built on and predicated. And I don't have enough of a you know economic economist understanding to understand how the entire system works Uh but i do know what happens when you get interest rates near zero or for long enough you can Uh do it to get the economy rolling back around you know six months a year we've got zero near zero interest rate for how long now 14 years 15 years it's been some years yeah that's that's too fucking long one two percent bullshit it's also one of the reasons why houses are really high Uh because interest rates are low the, pr- the total end price has a tendency to equilibrize. I'm sure that's a fucking word. Um, sure. So if you were to jack up interest rates tomorrow by 3%, the, the, the principal price of houses would drop down by a lot. And so it's because the you'd be paying effect. 
Yes, correct. Yeah, the the the, ho- the price of houses would not remain the same because the cost of money has gone up. Mm. Right now, the cost of money is cheap, so the price and value of houses are up right now because it's cheap yeah. to borrow money. Debt is cheap, and that oh. helps out a lot of these people in the financial markets and the financial instruments because they can just pay it all off forever. They can stretch it out over multiple years and keep them rolling. Like even if they initially had a five-year term, you can keep a lot of shit rolling with collaterals and other stuff like that. People, banks, do the second you buy a house, you get a fucking deluge of, do you want to refinance or do you uh, need a home equity loan? And, you know, to do all the projects, be like, no, motherfucker, I'm just going to pay off my house. Yeah. Yeah, like literally it's been like nine months I started getting this shit. I'm like, calm down. Damn. So it's it it's kind of this fucked up racket right now. At least that's how I view it. Outside in, I'm not an insider. So outside in, um I see what's been transpiring over the last 14 years that we've had these really low interest rates. They're affecting housing market, they're affecting asset prices. Mm. And it's not a simple fix of stroke of a pen, make it illegal or stroke of a pen, um, raise interest rates. Because yeah. there's other things. It's all a big like tapestry. It's all, it's it, a lot so of much shit is interconnected. Yeah. yeah. So much shit is interconnected with that. And this is where things get a little dicey is that there are a lot of people that have carved out their niche and then are protecting it. Either by lobbying Congress people or whatever the case is. You know, like the fact that we still don't have legal marijuana <laughs> man it just got it's, to the house and you know me and you were talking about somebody's profiting yeah. from that shit oh i bet you someone either we're gonna see nancy pelosi all of a sudden invest in a bunch of weed stocks just watch for that like whether nancy pelosi's husband buys a bunch of weed stocks. i don't know why congress is allowed to deal with the stock market I, that is shady in itself yeah because the well, power that they have for the country can sway the ebbs and flows of the stock market. Absolutely. And that's why, like, don't get me wrong, Trump's a piece of fucking shit. But when everybody was clutching their pearls about, like, oh my God, Trump is going to keep his investments. They're like, yeah, like the Congress people. I was going to be like, and what do you yeah. think's been happening? Right. Don't get me wrong. I, <laughs> I think he should. I think he should put it all in escrow. And I think the Congress people should too. But you pearl clutching fucking hypocrites being like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, no, 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 you're both wrong. Okay. Yeah, you know on <laughs> both sides of the aisle, they all are doing it, right? Yeah. They're all fucking crooks. You being hypocritical is just not cool. The other side's uh, doing it. So are you. Yeah. But it's different. No, it's not. No, it's not. And actually, I'm I'm a little scared that you don't know the difference. <laughs> oh, they <laughs> That's do. Concerning. Oh, they fucking do. They're just all really good at PR. And uh, kind of stupid. Yeah. They like. The I think they're out of touch and kind of stupid. Like it's it's not smart people in there. I don't think. No. Some of them. Maybe a few. Maybe. And it's much there's... easier to buy and to to like be a pretty idiot, get into that, and then. If you're a smart person who's got a lot of money, you just buy one of them. That's it. Yeah. Buy that influence. You don't have yeah. to be in that room. Yeah. You just got to have somebody in that room in your pocket. Yep. That's it. Yeah. 
Well covered, Chip. Well covered. <laughs> Very good explanation. Well, I don't want to keep you up too late, buddy. All uh, right. Is that a good spot to start? There's yes, stuff. it is. It is. Next week. Right. This has been great. Yeah, this is a good one, man. We covered quite a bit again, so uh, I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, thanks Chip. yet again, and I'm looking forward to our conversation next week. Can't wait. All right. Bye. Bye.